0: Hey everybody, it's Kevin here, just popping in at the beginning of this episode, because as you may remember from two weeks ago, that was the last installment of our re-release of The Faith of Donald J. Trump, A Spiritual Biography. That means we are finally on the last book review we did on the old podcast before we eventually went and started this one to have a fun old time, which is Greg Jarrett's The Russia Hoax. As you may imagine, since this book came out and since we did the initial review, A lot has happened, (laughs) which uh, may not go so well for the author's point of view. In addition, we actually never finished this book review on the old podcast. So, when we get to the end of what we have for this book, we're going to be recording brand new episodes for this review as well, and finally finishing off our review of The Russia Hoax. Remember if you want more, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash NYGBC. Become a supporter of the show for as little as $2 an episode. Really helps us to keep everything going on this end, paying for all the various supplies and you know books that we have to get to do this show. And we really appreciate all the support from our listeners. That's it for all the housekeeping this week. On with the show. You're listening to the Not Your Grandmother's Book Club podcast, where we read them so you don't have to. Like the show? Become a patron at patreon.com forward slash nygbc. You should write a book, Fry. People need to know about the can eat more. I'm getting this book on UFOs. Did you know they're real? But there's a huge comic conspiracy to cover it up oh that's just a paranoid
1: fantasy i want to be a book She can pick me up flip through my pages make sure nobody drew wieners in me
0: Final segment of the day, we have what we know you have all been waiting for and I have been so excited about uh, because I, I love – I know I've mentioned it before. I love these book review segments. I love doing these.
1: Famously. Because
0: I really enjoy getting into that mindset and understand trying at least to understand what they think and why they think this that way. Um, I think we're going to have a little bit of something different here in this book Maybe. than we've experienced before. Maybe. Maybe. Which is uh, beyond, I think, the motivated reasoning we had in the faith of Donald J. Trump. I think this is a lot of bald-faced lying is what happens in this book uh, so far from what I've read.
1: Yeah. That I seems to be a I've, thing. I've only read the introduction so far, but that's a wild ride enough. so
0: It's it's a pretty wild ride here in the introduction. It's, it's
1: just one of those things that it's like, with the Christian stuff, you're like, nah, that's that's just wrong <laughs> but with this stuff it's like th- there are counterclaims made that you're just like that doesn't seem right and then you look it up you like that isn't right <laughs> like... no no <laughs> it's
0: like he never bothered to even google which i know we said with dinesh too but uh this i think this is Yeah, this is, i think this Googling. is more
1: of a dinesh dinesh level than uh um than uh whatever his name was Faith of Donald J. Trump.
0: Yeah, this is the, you're right. This is more on Dinesh's level. So why don't we get started by talking a little bit about the author, Greg sure. Jarrett.
1: Greg so, Jarrett, okay.
0: Greg Jarrett uh, is a Californian like myself. That is where the similarity
1: crap. ends. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: was born in Los Angeles uh, in 1955. He is 63 years old. Uh, he is an attorney. He graduated from the UC Hastings College of Law, uh, which is ranked 58th. Uh, among law schools in the United States, which is not, not, eh, it's a second, it's a third, it's a fourth tier law school. It's a third or fourth tier law <laughs> that, school. That's it.
1: Let's uh, be kind.
0: Let's be one kind. One I didn't even bother to apply to as a backup. Uh, oh. I, you know, oh. Let me brag. Let me brag. Uh, my law school is ranked much higher. I'll just say okay. that.
1: All right. All right. All right.
0: Uh, so he graduated from UC Hastings Law School, which is in the Bay Area of California, and then he worked as a defense attorney in San Francisco at Gordon and Rees LLP. Uh, as I just, I checked on his, uh, his Calistor- California bar license, it is currently listed as inactive. Okay. Uh, I'm not aware if he has, is a member of the bar in any other state, but, uh, as far as I can tell, he has not practiced law in a while. Uh, but for a long time, uh, he has been a cable news TV pundit. Uh, TV so, guy. <laughs> TV guy. So he has worked at Court TV, now True TV. Oh, True uh, TV.
1: That's fun. Yes, I,
0: I I enjoy some of True TV's stuff. Adam Ruins Everything is a great show. That's yeah, a fantastic enough. show. Fair Adam enough. Conover is hilarious. Uh, he worked at MSNBC before Fox News, uh, and in 2002 joined Fox News, uh, and has been with them ever since. Presumably and as far that he as I worked can at tell,
1: MSNBC in the Hugh Hewitt mold of working at MSNBC. Sort of, NBC, yeah. It's...
0: Well, MSNBC back in the day was a little different. It was uh-huh. a little more, uh, like, uh, I think... Uh, uh, What's his name? Uh, Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson got his yeah, start on MSNBC. Yeah, he did. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So uh, it was back then. It was more like uh, you know dueling uh, ideologies or something like that. And I, I don't think we were as partisan back in those days. So I don't think it was uh, it was quite as as strange. Uh, so he's been working for Fox News since 2002, uh, and as far as I can tell, that is his only source of income besides writing terrible books like <laughs> this one, uh, which, as far as I can tell, is also his only book. I haven't found any others that he's written.
1: I think this one was endorsed by Trump, though, wasn't it? Yes, believe... so
0: that was that was part of the reason why we decided to do this book in particular, uh, is because Donald Trump actually tweeted about it uh, back in, oh, when it, when it came out, which was yeah. last year. Donald Trump tweeted on August 1st, 2018, when this book came out, Congratulations to Gret Jarrett on the tremendous success of his just-out book, The Russia Hoax, The Illicit Scheme to Clear Hillary Clinton and Frame Donald Trump. Already a number one on Amazon, hard work from a brilliant guy, it's the real story of the rigged witch hunt.
1: Wow. Yeah. There you go. Low praise.
0: Low praise from a little man there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Greg Jarrett also, uh, in 2014, was on a leave of absence from Fox News for personal reasons uh, when he was arrested in the Minneapolis-St. Paul airport uh, for being intoxicated and acting belligerently at the bar. <laughs> Nothing uh, wrong with and, that. Nothing yeah with He was then charged- uh, uh, Who amongst charged... us
1: have not acted belligerently at an <laughs> airport bar, honestly?
0: And, and there is video. There is video- oh, of him fighting with police officers, uh, I recommend everyone go check that out. It's it's sort of uh, sort of interesting to see. Uh, so that is that is the basic background of Greg Jarrett. Uh, there's not a whole lot else that's interesting in his his history, other than being an exactly what you would think right wing hack, uh, who they call a, a a legal analyst on Fox News. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Same way Judge Jeanine Perrault is a legal analyst. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Uh, So before we get into some of the book stuff, uh, I think we need to talk about some of the, always my favorites, the Amazon reviews, which uh, letting people write these things is the best decision Amazon ever made.
1: The best decision ever made by Amazon, I agree. Yes,
0: yes, yes. So uh, Brian Dunbin on Amazon gives it a one-star rating calls it conspiracy theory nonsense as the subject of his review, and then says, I bought this because I thought it might provide some useful alternative perspectives. I got two pages into it and realized it was just a stream of consciousness conspiracy theory. No balance, no logic, no research. It seems about pure, right <laughs> what <unhinged>. we've
1: read. <laughs>
0: uh, there was also, uh, here's a, a five-star review, five-star review uh, from Bungalow Mo. Okay. Uh, that says a step-by-step process into the belly of the beast, and he says the book reveals the backstory and a view into the inner workings of the Clinton regime.
1: Oh, which regime. will be
0: funny when we get to the end of the preface. Uh, yep. Why? Why that? Why that <laughs> statement is there? When you thought you knew pretty much the whole story, it's worse than you thought. Yep. All pertinent information is documented by numbers and corresponding notes at the back of the book. Those are called footnotes, buddy. Yep. Those are called footnotes, and if you read anything, like, real, you'd be
1: used to those. You would know. And wouldn't you think not... it was so amazing that yeah. they were in there. Wow, they've referenced other pieces in this book? What <laughs> wild.
0: Yes, fantastic. Anyway, uh, why don't we talk a little I am bit I'm actually more?
1: impressed that there are footnotes that are not just, like, Reddit thread. <laughs> Which we did get with Dinesh, right? Yeah, yeah. We got that with
0: Dinesh. 4
1: user said... <laughs>
0: Yeah, Although uh, I don't know you, you haven't seen it yet. But um, I looked through the footnotes, which I always enjoy doing. Right, because when we do these book reviews, I do some fact checking. Right, so I will try and see what they're saying. Um, Greg Jarrett uh, likes to cite himself a lot. <laughs>
1: He cites. Self plagiarism is a thing. You've got to cite yourself. Otherwise, you know, it's a serious problem in academic institutions. You can get in real trouble for self plagiarism.
0: There's a lot of citations to his opinion columns uh, on the Fox News website.
1: Okay. His uh, opinion columns is the way you lost me. Yeah. It's a lot of
0: citations to opinion columns on Fox News, as well as, uh, of course, Breitbart, which we get a lot in any right wing book uh daily collar a handful of times. There's a lot of a lot of bad sites. A lot of bad sites that I think most college professors would probably they'd fail you for. Them. They'd really fail you for it. Uh right. like we talked about with Dinesh, they they'd get sent to the dean uh to talk about their academics uh, talk about and, that soul yeah. thing. Yeah. Anyways, uh there's a couple other, other other little notes on Greg Jarrett we should talk about before we get into this. Starting off with uh Greg Jarrett is so important apparently that he's only been fact-checked by Pol- PolitiFact twice. Uh, that- <laughs> Look, when we no we on cares this, when No wrong. one cares what he has to say. No one cares what he has to say. Yeah. But the two quotes from him that PolitiFact has bothered to check into are, quote, the FBI has become America's secret police like the old KGB, which was given a pants-on-fire rating. Right, yep. And you can collude all you want with a foreign government in an election. There's no such statute that makes collusion a crime which was given a false rating by PolitiFact. Okay. Uh, luckily, PolitiFact also, uh, in their pundit fact, which is connected to PolitiFact, but they just call it differently, uh, did bother to read his book and fact check uh, some of the claims he makes within it, which cool. we will be talking about as we go through the book that. a little bit. I'm sure we'll be going nice. back to that. Uh, but with that all out of the way, why don't we get into this book a little bit, starting off with... The Book Jacket, which I think was was one of the better, like, uh, you know, it's almost as bad as the book, and it's not written by Greg Jarrett, or it is and it's written in third person, I don't know. Uh, But The Book Jacket starts off with, this book is a defense of the rule of law, which came under sustained attack by high government officials who abused their positions of power to subvert our system of justice and undermine the yeah. democratic process
1: can we also just talk about the front cover as well for just a second yes because it's got like robert Mueller and james comey both of whom are pretty large men mm-hmm. and then hillary clinton like peeking yeah. out from behind yeah. bob Mueller's shoulder they didn't it's- bother to
0: make her the same height like you normally do when you put three people on a cover like that yeah they have her like a full two <laughs> feet shorter like they were really. I mean, bad. she is
1: a full two feet Well, she shoulder.
0: is, but you know what I'm saying. If you put three people on a cover, you can move them around. There's yeah. this thing, it's called Photoshop, and people use it to make covers. Uh, but yes, you're right. And, and everyone on that cover is scowling, right? Just totally scowling and angry looking.
1: Yeah, that's true. Especially Bob Miller, who looks like he's yes. about to kill your dog and feels yes. slightly bad about it.
0: Oh, no, he's not, he doesn't feel bad about it at all. He just wants to kill your pets.
1: I don't know. It looks like there's a bit of a whimper in his face. That's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Whatever.
0: <laughs> Anyways, let's start off with the preface, which is titled An Insidious Abuse of Power. Uh, and I, uh, I know we don't usually do this for prefaces. Prefaces? What's the plural of preface?
1: Prefaces. Know.
0: Prefaces. Prefaces. Uh, I came up with an alternative chapter title for this just because I felt like it was it was so uh warranted, which is uh Lemony Snickets, a series of unstamped unsubstantiated events. That was my alternative <laughs> chapter title.
1: I, I have Harry Potter and the insidious abuse of power.
0: Yay! <laughs> hey, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh but I, I should just say the, the first line of this book, the first line of this book is so Hateful. It, it just shows what <laughs> we're going to get good. throughout this book. No, it's good. It's and great. It is, this quote, is what
1: I would do if I would write it.
0: Yeah. He says, I write this the week that James Comey began peddling his vainglorious book. It reads like a Harlequin romance, except the protagonist is in love with himself. It's so delicious. That and is it, some delicious just... hatred.
1: Also, like, when did Comey's book come out?
0: Oh, I believe that came out last summer.
1: Yeah, so this whole thing was written in like three months and it shows. <laughs> unless, <laughs> well, he might have written the, book the preface was done, yeah. last. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Sure. But he starts off the next paragraph with like a completely terribly chosen adjective, right? He says, as the director of the FBI, Comey launched a dilating investigation. Yeah,
1: what does that, that like, pulsating? Yeah. What, like, what? I had to
0: Google and make sure there wasn't a a, a, a definition of dilating that I didn't know. Do, I think, because I, I had think no means, idea what he was going for. I
1: think he means, like... Expanding? Yeah, kind of. Because that's like, the like, definition like, of dilating. Like octopus, you know, like how octopus, like... Throbbing? Because that's not the right thing. throbbing. If it was throbbing, throbbing pulsing, throbbing. I don't know. I no, have no, no, no. idea I, what he going I think for. what he means is that it kept going at, like, every new... They just went further and further looking for evidence and got diluted from its original purpose is what I think he means. But that then is he not should the have right said word. diluted, diluted, ever diluting.
0: I don't know. I don't yeah. know what he meant. Look, we haven't had a good writer yet. Uh, I mean, Jarrett went to law school where you have to write a lot. and You typically learn how to write. But uh, there's a yeah, lot of lawyers who are terrible writers. Lawyers are not
1: good yeah. writers I don't, in my are. experience. Some are. Some are. John sure. Grisham.
0: I love I love Grisham sure. books. I know a lot of people sure. hate Grisham sure. books, but sure. I, I enjoy. I enjoy I, a good Grisham book.
1: I will I will take John Grisham. That's fine. Okay. Okay. Uh
0: so he starts off, of course, by calling James Comey a liar, right? There's no evidence for Lying the Nine James Comey. Nine yeah. James Comey. And he says, so in a deception worthy of a solid street hustle. Comey labeled it a counterintelligence matter.
1: You know Greg Jarrett has been street hustled, right? That's like, you know that that's the reason he's been, you know, a solid street hustle could fool anybody. So, uh, you know, it's not embarrassing that I got all my money taken in Union Square Park by a chess hustler. That's not.
0: Yeah. But then we drive, we dive right into, we dive directly into. Uh, Robert Mueller and everyone who works for him are partisan, left-wing nut jobs. Republican they all Robert Donald Mueller, Trump. appointed by George
1: yeah. H. Do- George W. Bush.
0: Yeah, and and appointed to be special counsel by a Republican. Yeah, a Republican. Uh, so we get all this James Comey and everyone like them. They all hate Donald Trump. Which look, maybe maybe they do don't like. Maybe they don't like Donald Trump. But all the claims he makes so far in this preface, and we haven't gotten into the book yet, but all the claims are completely upsubst- unsubstantiated. Uh, there's yeah, no footnotes in the preface. Oh, there's men no, like
1: yeah. Comey, men like Comey love this and and hate people having power, like, you know.
0: It's, this it's, this whole book is him drawing crazy inferences from a lot of stuff. That's the the uh, what I get so far from reading just the beginning of this book. Uh, and so we get a lot of James Comey was desperate to retain power, uh, and he, you know, shouldn't have stopped the Hillary Clinton investigation. That I will remind you, there were multiple congressional investigations into, and they all agreed that there was nothing there. Yeah. Controlled How many times again has by Donald Republicans. Trump been
1: called before Congress, is that? Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, I know, I know. So the first thing that I noticed in here that really stuck out to me, and I had to Google something because I, it tickled the back of my brain, and I remembered there was something there. Was he says this line quote. It would not be easy. Criminal codes would have to be creatively reinterpreted or deliberately misconstrued. A grand jury must be avoided or diminished at all costs. But, but and that he's, was he's referring that, to the Mueller investigation. Yes.
1: But, no, no. But he's saying that Mueller Mueller shouldn't like he Comey and Mueller would be planning not to have a grand jury, right? Yes. That this that is he's describing
0: plan- how that ran. Yeah.
1: But the, mm-hmm. the, 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 there is a grand jury. <laughs> the, yeah, I know. I know. And, and, and there was one when he wrote this. <laughs> that that that. that what? I know.
0: We all know this. Uh, and this goes back to the reason it tickled the back of my brain and I had to search because I remembered that something happened with Jarrett uh, that I had seen. And this is what it was. Well, on in August of 2017, Greg Jarrett on Fox News called for a grand jury to investigate the Hillary Clinton email controversy.
1: Oh, uh, sorry. I think I've misread yes. it. So, so he's... Mm-hmm. He's saying that they had to invo- avoid a grand jury for the Clinton stuff. That's no, he, yeah, yeah, no, that's that is what he's saying. So part of Comey and Mueller's plan, or Comey's right, plan, right, right, is right. to avoid okay, yes, a yes, grand right. jury for, for the for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I misread it. Right. I thought he was saying you're grand correct. Jury. And the
0: reason being yeah. because to Greg Jarrett's mind, on that day when he said that, grand juries are a good thing. Yeah, that yeah, help yeah. us to get to the fact of a matter. Well, yeah. the next day. When a grand jury was impaneled by Robert Mueller to investigate the Russian interference, Greg Jarrett said that grand juries are an undemocratic farce. Very cool. Ah, uh, Not surprising at all that he would have no idea how stupid he sounds. Uh, but the next thing I noticed, what, did, did you notice um, the scare italics on that page? Uh we- to. Yes, we get yeah. to talking about uh, the Trump dossier, which is going to be a big part of this book. Which is all nicknamed
1: right. the Dodgy Dossier by uh, by uh-huh. Donald Trump.
0: Yes, the dossier, there's going to be a lot of talk about the dossier in this book. Uh, and he says, quote, it was secretly funded by the Clinton campaign. And I also wrote uh, that uh, all the Republicans have a really hard time spelling Jeb Bush's name right. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, that is, Yeah, that's
0: true. <laughs> and delivered to the FBI by a former British spy who, Scare Italics, which I've never seen before... <laughs> Claimed to have spoken to unidentified Russians. I just, I love the scare italics. I hope that continues in this book, uh, cause I, I get tired of saying scare quotes all the time. Cause yeah. That's what we typically get.
1: Yeah. Almost always.
0: But we get, we, so I, I think what we're getting is an outline of some of his arguments in this preface. And so he also brings up, uh, that they used the, according to Greg Jarrett, which is false, we will get into it, uh, that they used the dossier as pretext for spying on the Trump campaign.
1: Yeah, that's not r- yeah. what happened.
0: I I know, I know, we're going to get to it. Uh, we also get in the next paragraph after that, uh, this quote, that collusion is not a crime except in antitrust uh, law. Okay, <laughs> okay. So how many times do we have to scream at them that by collusion we're using it as a shorthand for any number of federal election law
1: violations yes, that probably spy espionage and uh, hacking? Yes. Yeah, all those, all those good laws. Yes,
0: uh, and then we
1: get into attacking the media. Of
0: course, the media, the great enemy, the great Satan, who we should all be angry at, according to Donald Trump and all the right wing. Oh, wait, they're in the media. Shit! Uh, do they keep forgetting that they they're are also the in media. the media?
1: They're, they're not oh, the mainstream. Okay. Despite being the most watched cable news channel in America, <laughs> not the not the media, not the they're not the media. media, not the mainstream they are not. media.
0: Yeah. Which is, uh, you know. But they, he says that when the truth finally sunk in that collusion, in scare quotes, appeared to be a myth, the press seamlessly shifted to a different accusation that Trump must have obstructed justice what? by attempting to impede the FBI's investigation. I
1: mean, he did. He did. He did do that. That's a yes, thing that he happened. Did.
0: That's a thing that happened. Remember how he fired James Comey and, and then, then told the Russians it was because of the investigation and yeah, and never denied it because he can't deny it and this is all stupid that you would write this because you're a stupid, pitiful human being. <laughs> I'm sorry, right. I'm talking to Greg now. Sorry, yeah, I forgot I, it. Yeah, I, forgot. Yeah, I was talking yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and no, then no, I, yeah. I started talking to Greg. Yeah. I go back and forth. It happens. Voices in my head. Uh, and and then we get blaming James Comey for the memos. So that's going to be another theme in this book, is James Comey illegally leaked the memos of his own conversations which were things that happened to him, and there's yeah. no crime to leak those to the press. Well, also, okay, let me the say. memo
1: we should be yelling at Comey for is the one just a little tiny bit before the election, <laughs> ten days before the election, that really affected the result. That's yeah. what we should yeah. yell at him
0: for. We're, and look, we're gonna have to talk about it that at some point, right? Because this book talks a lot about James Comey, and at some point, we're gonna have the conversation, right? Of ja- again, which we've had before. Trump. Which I, yeah. I still, I still contend, I still contend, I think James Comey thought he was doing the right thing, and I don't know what other way he could have handled it. Uh, maybe he could have changed his language a little bit, but I don't think there was a better way around that because if Hillary Clinton won and the Republicans found out that there was something else that they should have investigated or did investigate and didn't say anything about it, there would have been hell to pay. Yeah. So, I, I honestly, I don't know what the other way around that is. I know it sucks that it sort of helped things turn out this way, but uh, I, I still don't know what could have been done better about it.
1: Okay, fair enough.
0: All right, and uh, then we get to him talking about the book and the way he went about doing this. And I, I love it. I really It's like love a it.
1: collection of his columns, isn't it? That's essentially what he says. He's well, like, I have not yes. done any new research for this book. He it's says, just... quote, he says, quote, The provenance of this book can be found in the many
0: opinion columns I began composing three years ago, in which I argued that Clinton mishandled classified documents and violated the law. So this book is based on his opinions, not fact. Yeah. He's admitting yeah. that. He's admitting that up front. Also, I doesn't
1: love. care what Trump's done in terms of national security. Like, what Like what has the Trump family done in terms of national security that is so much more heinous than... Yes, yes. And then he, of course,
0: as lawyers always do, they love to quote famous Supreme Court justices. He quotes Justice Brandeis, uh, who is a fantastic writer. Brandeis had some of the greatest dissents in all, of all time. Uh, and he quotes him. Uh, this is a dissent that Brandeis wrote in Olmstead, the United States. If the government becomes a lawbreaker, it breeds contempt for the law. It invites every man to become a law unto himself. It invites anarchy. In a case that had to do with Fourth Amendment search and seizure violations. And you're taking that out of context. (laughs)
1: Very good. That
0: annoys me. That annoys me because he knows better. Because he had to read that case in law school and he knows what it's about. Read something doesn't mean you've understood it. You know that. That's very much true also, I should say. Uh, And then we get some praise for democracy and and a a close but no potato moment, which I I loved, where he starts talking about things that could just as easily apply to Donald Trump as the way he thinks they're applying to the left, the deep state, the Democrats, the liberal media, Hillary Clinton, all that. And I'll read the whole paragraph. It is, quote, The most celebrated form of governance known to the world is democracy. It is a system of, by, and for the people. Because of this personal construct, which is a nonsense phrase, democracy is susceptible to the same human frailties that afflict us all. Greed, prejudice, hubris, (laughs) intellectual dishonesty, and moral weakness.
1: (laughs) All perfectly described, Donald J.
0: Yeah. Government, therefore, is only as sound and effective as the people who are empowered to run it at any given time. This is its fundamental imperfection. And why, under Donald
1: Trump, now it is bad. That is, okay, we did it.
0: So very close, so very close, right? But then we close out the preface by him uh, admitting how poorly he did a job of researching this book. Uh, And he says, quote, I'll read it again in its entirety. Comey and other participants in this hoax were not interviewed for this book. I doubted they would consent and distrusted their credibility. Cool. My conclusions about their motivations and intent are drawn from the extensive public record of their conduct in these matters in interviews with current and former employees of the FBI and Justice Department about such conduct. And based on this record, no other conclusion is reasonably supportable. So, he okay. did not talk to anyone involved, but he made up his own mind about what happened, and he's going to stick to it, damn it. Love that.
1: I mean, yep. And also, everyone else is wrong if if they have any other opinion. Yep. Yeah, this is I, the only supportable conclusion that he has made course. without talking to the participants in the story. Cool, very of cool. Course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, And I, I also one other thing I wanted to mention, and I I don't remember if I brought this up when we did uh, Dinesh's book, but I don't know. Uh, the, well, you haven't seen it yet, but uh, the cover of this book, um, the publisher is called Broadside. Uh, I believe it's a it's a division of one of the large publishers. I don't I don't remember which one, but it's the same publisher that did Dinesh's book. Okay. And their logo, fitting, fittingly enough. Is the back of a bullet. So it's, it's the rear end of a bullet, uh, is broadside publishing. Fittingly enough, uh, for this, I think there's a reason they chose that for their right wing publishing uh, yeah, arm. Probably, uh, whatever. Yeah, probably. I think it's HarperCollins or somebody. I think it's HarperCollins, like Republican book publishing arm. Uh, okay. that did. Yes, it is HarperCollins. It's HarperCollins. Cool. Uh, anyways, that is the preface. Of the Russia hoax, the illicit scheme to clear Hillary Clinton and frame Donald Trump. And I have to get into my my deep, dark, mysterious voice yeah, to say yeah, that yeah. from now on, just like I did with the uh, the big lie. The big lie. So yeah. I am excited for this book. I hope you are too. And I, I just want to ask you, what do you hope? What do you hope that we learn from this oh,
1: book? Oh, I hope just for some crazy conclusions. Uh, and I hope we learn exactly how <laughs> James Comey <laughs> stole the election from Donald Trump. But, but I, uh, okay. Uh,
0: I get that on a on a jokey level, right? That this book is 90% bullshit. But I want to know, like, seriously, because we're looking into the minds of, of the other side and trying to figure out how they yeah, think, I, right? I, I what would do be, you hope that be... we learn from them so, about them?
1: Okay, so I think learning how they're going to justify the Russia stuff is going to be interesting. And this, I think this will be an insight mm-hmm. into that.
0: Right. And especially with the new Roger Stone stuff breaking this week and the Russia in, investigation proceeding at a... a a brisk pace. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be interesting. We're going to have some insight from this book, hopefully, in how they're going to continue and try and downsize all of the stuff that looks bad for Donald Trump and play up anything they can, all the whataboutisms about Hillary Clinton that they possibly can. I think that's, that's what we're likely to yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. I
1: think that's probably right.
0: Alright, well with that done, that is it. And in the final segment this week, we start our review of the book. I feel like I have to put that book. Is it is it really, or is it like a rant journal that got written down somehow of Greg Jarrett's book?
1: book?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Greg Jarrett's book, "The Russia Hoax: The Illicit Mm -hmm. Scheme to Clear Hillary Clinton and Frame Donald Trump," Uh, which of course last week we did the preface. We talked a little bit about Greg Jarrett. Uh, and now it's it's finally time. So why don't we get into it? This first chapter, chapter one, is titled, as you would expect, Hillary Clinton's email server.
1: What What was your else? Alternative what title? else?
0: Well, I think we there's a very good chance we have the same alter I don't know what yours yeah, is, I but mean, there's a very good chance. But her
1: emails. That's the obvious one.
0: Yeah, mine is but her emails. The chapter. Right? Yeah. That's what I am. Did so you have something I, I, different? I,
1: I, well, I, I knew you would think of that, so uh-huh. I just – I wrote the same uh, – I wrote the title as it was, but just in the alternating capitals again. <laughs> the SpongeBob letters are Hillary Clinton's email. So. Yeah.
0: Very good. Very, very good. <laughs> and we start off he, – he's going to do this throughout the book. He's going to start off each chapter with a quote from somebody. Yeah. Uh, and his quote for this chapter is, Convenience is not a legal principle. Lord Justice Edward Pierce, Queen's Bench, High Court of Justice of England and Wales, nineteen sixty. I thought
1: we didn't listen to the Brits in this country.
0: I thought so too, uh, but I, I guess he wants to bring. We do actually in the law, like we read a lot of British cases. Yeah, it's the background of where <laughs> no, our no, law comes a from. Yeah, you, know, you know, it's a whole thing. But I can tell you for sure that he just Googled and found a good quote he wanted. He didn't actually like know that one from anything because it's from nineteen sixty-one. No. Anyways, this book starts off with. This is a story of corruption. It begins as it must with Hillary Clinton.
1: Yes, famously, famously the first corrupt politician that there has ever been. That is where yes, the story of point. corruption begins.
0: <laughs> yeah, and we start off, of course, this is going to be about the email server because they cannot stop thinking about the e. And look, the emails are the thread of this book, right? The thread are, well, how this come chapter? they didn't arrest her and put her in stocks and let us throw fruit at her? Uh, yep. that's basically what this book is about. But we start off with the basics of the Hillary Clinton email scandal, right? Mm-hmm. And so Hillary Clinton uh, had a, you know, Bill had an email server in the in the garage or in the basement or whatever. Uh, it was not a secure server, according to yeah, it was uh, to a Greg Jarrett,
1: server. which a secret okay, server. Fine. Yeah, let's agree this now. It's bad that she did that. Yeah, and she the, probably the whole, she probably whole got thing away with stupid. it a little bit. Yeah. That doesn't mean that everything that came after mm-hmm. is illegitimate.
0: Right. And, and look, Jarrett, Jarrett is going to make the claim that the email server and the stupid email shit warranted, I don't know, her uh, some of the crimes, the criminal statutes he's going to cite later in this book uh, would put her in jail for like 10 years, uh, which none of them did. And there'll be, uh, we'll be going yeah. through that. I've looked up the law and we'll be talking about that some as we go through this book, but he he also stretches the meaning of the law to an outrageous point for a yeah. guy who has a law degree. It
1: it it's also I mean the the, the point of this is to delegitimize the latest stuff against Trump,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, or, and and the Russia stuff, which it doesn't do. Like you're saying, oh well, she got away with it. Why isn't Trump getting away with his crimes? Like that that I feel like you've not served your argument there. Yeah,
0: so this first chapter is all whataboutism, and uh, what I want to call – because I had to come up with a phrase for this I I couldn't think of anything. Uh, I'm calling the uh, inference of – the uh, snowball of inferences, right, which is uh, we keep getting these inferences, right, where he's going to say what he assumes about a thing. Yeah. And by the end of the chapter, if this, those are go- then
1: that and if that, then mm-hmm. this other thing. And-, and by
0: the end of the chapter, those things are no longer going to be inferences. Those are going to be gospel truth for mm-hmm. Greg Jarrett. OK, because he, and he he admits, right, I assume I think there's or the most uh, most common thing he says is there's no other outcome you could possibly believe in something like that. Right. Yeah. But by the end of the chapter, he's going to forget that he made those as inferences and they are going to be facts. So that's how this book is going to go.
1: That's Trumpism in a nutshell. Yeah, it really is. It, it really like is saying a thing and then forgetting that you made it up, <laughs> and then assuming and then that saying it's true. many people say this is yeah, true. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so we start off with the story of the email server, and he says the State Department never certified the server as, rec- as secure as its rules require. Yeah. Thus, he
1: also one sec. He also says. Uh, set it up in the in Chappaqua, New Chappaqua, New York, residence of Bill and Harry Crinton. Indeed, the server was installed in the basement of their house, as if that's like, where else would you put a server? You're not going to put it in the fucking kitchen, like obviously. Put it in the entryway, you know, right yeah. by the staircase. It's we not want everyone sinister to, see it. to store the server in the basement. That's where servers go.
0: <laughs> yes, but we also get this line, which is. Thus, anyone within the home, including those without security clearance, had physical access to it, as did the two individuals who were instrumental in its installation, operation, and maintenance. And I wrote, yeah, after they get past the full Secret Service security patrol (laughs) that watches over the Clintons all day every day since Bill got out of office as president of the United... There's also another thing I did notice in this chapter. I don't know if you noticed this, too. He seems to forget that Bill Clinton was president of the United States. Yeah. Um... (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because he brings up that Bill Clinton was pocketing millions for speaking engagements and he says because he was president, he says many of them connected to his wife's work. And I just wrote, yeah, had nothing to do with the fact that he was president of the United States. Nobody would ever want to hear from him otherwise. Right.
1: Well, to be fair, I don't really want to hear from Bill Clinton, to be honest.
0: (laughs) Come on, he's like a. At this point, he's like, a, "Well, he's not a fat grandpa anymore. He's a very weirdly skinny grandpa." At this point, <laughs>
1: that's true. Yeah, he used to be fat.
0: Yeah, he was a lot not like lot nicer looking when he was fat. I like, I miss fat Bill Clinton. I think we all do. Yeah. Uh But we get that this is the first inference, right? The first inference I picked up on in this book, which is the motivation behind Clinton's decision to use a secret server invites the question: If someone has nothing to hide, why hide?
1: Yeah. Therefore, she's hiding something. That's mm-hmm. not like yeah. You're right.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, we then get into uh, the issue of wh- how this whole thing came up. And as always, with the crazy kooky right, we're going to talk a lot about FOIA requests in yeah. this book. And Benghazi. We- and Benghazi, of course, of course. They will never let Benghazi go because they're crazy people. Uh, but they, the, the crazy right, for whatever, whatever reason, seems to always believe that FOIA requests are how... Things are done. I don't know. I don't know what the hell they think, but they always think that FOIA requests, Freedom of Information Act requests, by the way, if you don't know what that means, are the way to, like, get to the truth of a matter Mm -hmm. for some reason. And if some information isn't available via FOIA, then it means that everyone's hiding stuff and there's a conspiracy afoot is typically the way it goes. But we're going to talk about Judicial Watch uh, at some point in this book, who I I, have some interesting interesting stories of. (laughs) So we get into this and... uh, We we get first off the fact that Hillary Clinton never used her State Department email account. Yeah, that's not
1: true. She didn't never use it. She just sometimes didn't use it. Right. Which like,
0: look, we've gotten the explanations from Hillary Clinton already that she wanted to use her BlackBerry and blah blah blah, and it was just more convenient. And look, all that is perfectly like we all agree it was dumb to do the whole email server thing completely. But it's explainable by the fact that she wanted convenience, right? Yeah. It's perfectly explainable. She's old.
1: She's like 60-odd. Mm-hmm. Si- she didn't fucking know. I don't and, know. Yeah, well, there's
0: there's also the, the companion issue of, right, she didn't want to do private emails for her family, friends, whatever, over the government system. Because then her private stuff is open to FOIA requests, Yeah, which is just annoying, right? Uh, so we get the implication but, that President Obama— should have
1: done. She should have done. She
0: should have yeah
1: properly properly she should have done fine I but, I get that mm-hmm. But, but we, we said- go having said that you know like how often it's like ooh president she communicated with president obama over a private email address like how often do you actually check the email address something has come from when it comes to your your phone um, Unless you think it's literal spam, like I, if if it's an email address that I recognize, I will not check which email like m- my wife emails me from and she has multiple. I yeah. won't be like, oh, well, this is from Kristen's Gmail, not from, you know, like it's it's silly.
0: God, it's crazy to think there was a day when we used Blackberries, right? Oh, yeah, that's, what a the nightmare. that's the weirdest thing of all this, that she liked her BlackBerry, Blackberry
1: oh, pins. Goodness.
0: Ugh, terrible. Anyways, we next get the implication that President Obama was in on all of this, right? We get uh, Obama was not only concealing his communications with an alias, he was mishandling classified information in the same negligent manner as Clinton, with no citation, of course. Uh, And then this may explain why the FBI and the DOJ were motivated not to charge Clinton. If they did so, Obama's mishandling of classified communications would be exposed. So I'd like to point out that what he's done there is made a claim that something happened and said that, well, we don't have the evidence that that thing happened because it was covered up. Ergo, he has no evidence that President Obama mishandled classified information.
1: Yeah, it's also pretty funny that he's like... Sometimes he did so while his secretary of state was overseas using an unprotected mobile device, (laughs) you know, like the one Trump tweets from. Yes, yes. I was
0: going to bring that up at some point (laughs) that Donald Trump still uses his unprotected iPhone. Uh, And for the longest time, remember, when he started in office, he didn't even have the dual verification set up for his Twitter account. Nope. that was that was that was great. Uh. So we get this whole first chapter mainly is just timeline of the Clinton email investigation and and more of these crazy inferences. But there was there was one little thing that annoyed me, uh, which is he says, quote. New York Times broke the story wide open. It's the New York Times. It it's not yeah. New York Times. Also, it's not yeah, Time magazine.
1: You're right. Also, many times in this, I've just underlined things and been like, now do Trump. Because it's the same <laughs> shit. Like, none of this is different to what they're doing. Yes. I, I, and, you know, that uh, like, one second in this chapter, he's like, uh, according to then FBI director James B. Comey, thousands of work-related emails were improperly held back by Clinton mm-hmm. when after the FOIA Benghazi stuff. And like, okay, so do we trust James Comey was doing the best job he could have been doing, or was he lying then too? Because it's very convenient that you suddenly trust him when he supports your side. Only when it's convenient. So we get this,
0: uh, I should say, like with uh, The Big Lie, uh, most of these chapters are organized into subheadings. And I think I skipped the first one or two, but I will from now on try and read them out. So the subheading we're on now is called Clinton's Server Discovered, which is, of course, the Benghazi committee and the harassment of Hillary Clinton. I will remind you, uh, do you recall, Benedict? I don't know if you do. Uh, how many uh, indictable things did they find via the Benghazi committee? And uh, how well, how much indicted, wrongdoing did they uncover?
1: Indicted zero times, I think. Zero so times? I, presu- right, I presume right. they, they found 173 that just chose not to. But indict. didn't they have a bunch of recommendations that she be
0: charged with crimes? Was there, was, wasn't, wasn't there anything? No, Were they don't. able to find anything? With
1: their years of committees harassing this woman. Well, this is what they found. The emails is what they found. The
0: emails. The emails is what they found. Yes. Uh, So there's nothing there that, you know, Benghazi harassing Clinton, blah, blah, blah. And then we get the next heading, which is called Clinton's Attempts to Cover Up. And this is the first time I noticed uh, Greg Jarrett trying to use smart people words. Uh, By which I mean he is purposefully pulling out a thesaurus and trying to find a word that he knows none of his readers will understand so that they have to Google it, which he thinks will make him seem smarter. And in this case, he used the word prevaricate, as in, under questioning, she appeared unsteady in front of cameras, unsure of her answers, and seeming to prevaricate at every turn. That is such a dick, that is such a douchebag move to try yep. and yep. sound smarter by pulling out a word that n- I had to look that up cuz I was like like I get sort of from context yeah, and I think context, I've heard it before please. and I, you know I basically know what it means but like does he know exactly what it means
1: yeah, I'm okay, not sure That's that's the second year law school word. You'll you'll learn it next year. Oh, sure, I'm sure
0: I will. I'm sure I will. Uh, So this is, you know, obviously, this is is true. Hillary Clinton changed her story about the emails, you know, going from like, there was no classified material and I didn't know it was classified and blah, blah, blah. All stupid stuff that, again, really doesn't matter. But another thing I loved in this subheading was that Greg Jarrett cites the Washington Post scare quotes fact fact checker. The scare quotes fact checker. Glenn Kessler, who Greg Jarrett believes is fake news, I will remind you, uh, is who he quotes uh, about uh, uh, giving Hillary Clinton a, a four Pinocchio rating. I just love that fact checker there is in scare quotes. But that's who you are citing, yeah. Greg. I just I don't get that.
1: Yeah, no, it's weird. There's also uh, just something I'd like to point out. So it, basically he's saying uh, in the, in this section that it doesn't matter that she didn't know stuff wasn't qualified in terms mm-hmm. of the classified in terms of the law because it it was classified and if it was made public then that's a problem. And he says over the course of four years she was America's top dip- diplomat with direct access to the most sensitive information and data. Which at that sentence just reminded me that this is a great place to uh to just stop and remember that Rex Tillerson was <laughs> fired on the toilet. <laughs> America's do you think he got
0: different. that via State Department uh, email? Do you think that, or did he get that via like a text or something? But that was probably I, no, a text. Was,
1: he, he saw it was tweeted. That's what happened. That's he right. Saw yeah, the I tweet. forgot
0: that story. Man, it has been so long. Sometimes it's I still think Rex Tillerson is Secretary of State. <laughs> oh, who do you think had a longer year? Do you think it was Rex Tillerson, or do you think uh, let's oh, who would have had a longer year than Jim him? Mattis? Jim Mattis, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of those guys. Uh, a, a lot of the uh, the uh, 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 you know uh, intelligence guys who were in the White House, I think, had a, a harder time than him. Uh, it's really hard to tell. But we get a quote. We get quotes in here from a few former yeah. FBI officials uh, yeah. talking shit about Hillary Clinton. Right? She knew exactly what she was doing. You can't. Yeah, they, has, the, how do you not know that a C on a a subject of an email means classified? Who who wouldn't know? Yeah, that. Which, and I then mean, they've
1: got oh, <laughs> C stands for cunning. She yeah. makes sense.
0: <laughs> yes. I mean, like to be honest, right? Sure. She had to go through training on all this stuff. But who who pays attention in that type of thing? To be yeah, honest, yeah. Well,
1: I, I wrote <laughs> later. There's another bit like Greg Jarrett should be forced, like, given a test and made to do a test on every iTunes agreement he's fucking signed. <laughs> yes, yes. like, yeah, I, I have read and understood uh, this. Yeah, sure, Greg, You know, sure. it's funny
0: because that is the example that every law professor gives when they say. I never read the terms of service. They all say the iTunes terms of service. Nobody ever reads them. It's like, yeah, no, of course not. Nobody's no. gonna do that. So yeah. then we get to this is the part I was excited about: uh, the FOIA requests by Judicial Watch. Well, but which before is, we get
1: there, I just mm. I just wanted to point out Hillary Clinton's quote when she was asked about this. She said. Mm-hmm. Everything I did was permitted. There was no law. There was no regulation. There was nothing that did not give me the full authority to decide how I was going to communicate. Everything I did was permitted by law and regulation. That may be true. It may not be. But it sounds very Trumpian, doesn't it? Yeah, it sort of does. Very, sort of blanket statement. Was illegal.
0: Yeah, yeah, it does yeah. it very much does. Yeah. Uh, but so we get into Ooh, Judicial Watch. Uh, we get into the Judicial Watch stuff, right? Because Judicial Watch, of course, is this is a it's a right wing
1: Unbiased... No, it's very
0: biased. It's very biased. Uh, It was founded during the first Clinton administration. That's uh, uh, when it started by Tom Fitton, uh, who, of course, uh, people who follow me on Twitter know that I occasionally get mail from Judicial Watch because they send out that kind of stuff to people in law school, Uh, and uh, I I sent back a very fun letter to them last year uh, that I would send them $5 in nickels as long as Tom Fitton would place them into a sock and use them to beat himself about the head and neck. Until unconscious and some semblance of sense was restored to him, hey they didn't they didn't accept my five dollars in nickels. They did by not the way
1: respond to you, no.
0: But Judicial Watch primarily exists to file FOIA requests to harass, to harass uh, uh, Democrats. That's basically what they do and stir up conspiracy theories. So uh, a brief history of some of the insane things that Judicial Watch has done. Uh, they promoted the conspiracy theory that Vince Foster, was murdered by the Clintons. Uh, he was a uh, staffer, a deputy White House counsel, actually, uh, who was found dead in uh, Virginia in 1993. Uh, it was ruled a suicide by five different official investigations. But, of course, that didn't stop Judicial That's Watch. That's not good enough for Judicial no, Watch. of course not. Um, they spread in 2010. Inaccurate claims. By inaccurate claims, we mean lies. About Nancy Pelosi's congressional delegation spending, uh, you may recall hearing those. Uh, World Net Daily was the the, the brave consp- conservative site uh, that pushed that one, uh, talking about how much they spent on liquor or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was uh, the Hillary Clinton email and lawsuits. Of course, they filed twenty different FOIA investigation uh, FOIA lawsuits uh, involving Hillary Clinton's emails. Uh, they made false claims about George Zimmerman protests. Uh, you may remember that's who killed Trayvon Martin. Uh, and they claimed, Z- Judicial Watch, that the Obama administration organized protests against George Zimmerman after the Trayvon Martin shooting because cool. no one was really angry. Of course, it was all fake. <laughs> it was all made up. Yep. They collaborated with Steve Bannon and Bright Martin, News. of course... When Seth Rich was killed, uh, Judicial Watch was key in spreading that conspiracy theory. Uh, And uh, they sued climate scientists, claiming that climate science is fraud science. That's a direct quote from their brief. Uh, and seeking numerous FOIA requests to harass mm-hmm. scientists. You may recall they are the ones who got the emails from a bunch of client scientists talking about how we need to act on this now, and they edited those to make it sound like there was some conspiracy going on uh, yeah. and, and all that sort of garbage. But yeah, this, is, this is all you need to know. Judicial Watch is a terrible organization, and they were so key, so key in the Clinton email harassment uh, mm-hmm. th- th- But that's, of course, Greg Jarrett's heroes, Tom Fitton and Judicial Watch. So we get to the next subheading, which is called Clinton Knew She Broke the Law.
1: Yeah, there's not a lot really else to say about this chapter, is there? It's literally just like, it, it's kind of structured legally of like this point, then the next point, mm, then the next point. Not Really? No, but, no, really? but you, know what, you know what I mean. It's like laying out theses and, and thinking you've proven those theses before moving on to the next one. Right,
0: thinking you proved uh, them through wild inference
1: yeah, and then moving no, I on I to the next one. It, it, it's not a solid legal argument, but you can see it's set out that way and, and he's thinking about this in that way. To give him the benefit of the doubt, that's the way he's thinking about this, as if it's a, I don't know, I guess like a prosecution, a prosecutor's statement.
0: Mm, he's not smart enough for that. Uh, but, yes, we get the claim sure, in this. Sure, but you know what it, I mean. Yeah, I, I get it's you it's mean.
1: structured in that way.
0: I get what you mean. So we get the claim in this subsection that she knew she was breaking the law when she used the private server rather Lots than the government Lots of conjecture server. in this. Lots Although of conjecture. Although
1: Clinton is a trained lawyer who graduated from Yale Law School, she seemed oblivious to the law. <laughs> more that must likely, have hurt him to write because it's such a better law school than her. he went to. Where did he go?
0: <laughs> he went to UC Hastings. We talked about oh, this yeah. last
1: yeah, week. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, cool.
0: Uh, yes, but so we get in here, right, she she broke the law and she knew it, that's the claim here, and then we get that she had, I think, two or three uh, documents she signed regarding classified information and a briefing on how to handle Yeah, exactly,
1: I, I go back to my previous terms of service point where we mm-hmm. should test Greg Jarrett. Right, look, I, and here's the thing, I think he
0: might have a reasonable point here, that either she should have known that she was breaking these rules, right, or that maybe she did know and just thought it didn't matter. I think one of those two is the most likely, rather than the conspiracy that Greg Jarrett wants us to believe here. Yeah. That either she knew and didn't think it was a big deal, or you know, just didn't pay enough attention to know that she was breaking the rules. Something like that, I think, are the, the mm-hmm. easily most, uh, most likely uh, real answers to these questions. But then we get uh, to... The deleting the emails off of the server part, right? Which, of course, is something that Donald Trump loves to bring up. Yeah. And this story, I don't think this story... They recovered
1: a lot of them, didn't they? Yeah, they
0: they recovered a lot of them. I think a part of this that never gets talked about is, you know, the details of what happened in this situation, which we won't delve into very deeply. But to summarize... Uh, months before she ever got a subpoena about preserving those emails, uh, they had had somebody working on the server to delete a lot of the private emails. And basically, it's like writing an email and never clicking send. He never clicked send to get rid of all the personal emails. Okay. And then he did when they were getting ready to present all these emails because they didn't think they needed all the private emails. But Republicans love to talk about the fact that the software they used... To delete these emails was called Bleach Bit. They yeah. loved to bring that up because it sounds so evil. They were bleaching yeah. the, and my mom to this day, my mom literally because all she listens to is Fox News, she believes that they actually used bleach because you know how oh, moms... Oh, like real bleach? Well, do you know, you know how moms mishear everything in a way that is yeah. so entertaining, right? They mishear the names of movies and famous people yeah, and they, they always do. get it just yeah. slightly off. She thinks that in part of this, they actually
1: bleached things. It's great. Nope. <laughs> that did not happen.
0: My mom believes that. It's, it's,
1: it's fantastic. That's cool. Fun, fun for your mom. Yeah.
0: So, we yeah, we go through more. It's, the, it's more of the same. It's all more of the same. She knew what she was doing. It was all on purpose, you know, inferring that blah, 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 and then blah, blah. taking it as true by the end of the subsection. So the next subsection is called The Law, which Greg Jarrett does not present here. <laughs> he presents yeah. in a very truncated uh, and misleading form because here's the thing about the law. People, as someone who is in law school, one of the top law schools in the country and studies the law, oh, you yeah. can't okay. just read a statute and know the law. That's not how it works. Greg Jarrett seems to have forgotten his entire law school career, where you're told you have to read the cases to know mm-hmm. how this is interpreted. So we get him copying and pasting a couple of statutes, like 18 U.S.C. 641, uh, which is not, not relevant, although he believes it is. Uh, it's about stealing or converting uh, uh Uh, any sort of records or anything from the government, which is is not what happened because those words have meanings. uh, Mm -hmm. But he likes to use metaphor and and think that that's that's what's going on here. And then he gets to his allegations where he says, case law supports a criminal prosecution under these facts. And the case he cites is U.S. v. Rosen, which we're going to talk about next week because he talks about this a lot more. Uh, And let me assure you, no it absolutely does not support a criminal <laughs> prosecution. Alright, well I'm uh, in looking this forward case. to that. Very, very different case. Uh in US V. Rosen, it was a spy who was giving materials to I believe it was oh, I believe yeah, it was the USSR. Is very that is very different. Okay. Uh, well, that'll be fun. Yeah. And then uh, we get to James Comey uh, revealing his findings and saying that there was there was nothing to charge with, right? The the Comey findings were that from the thirty thousand emails that were returned to the State Department, thirty thousand, I will remind you, a hundred and ten had classified information. A hundred and ten mm-hmm. out of thirty thousand emails <laughs> yeah. had classified information. Uh, 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 look, that's that's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous that Republicans, they always want to bring up the 30,000. They never want to bring up the fact that it's only 110 we're actually talking about. Yeah, I mean,
1: still not good, but definitely not 30,000.
0: No. But a lot of that information, right, a lot of that information, and and here's the thing, is that a lot of, uh, when you look into classifications for secret materials and stuff, most analysts say that they overprotect materials. Things that really don't need to be classified are...
1: yeah. Discussions about where staffers should go for lunch are classified yeah. because they're between two like, intelligence yeah. because they're, staffers. They're too. about
0: location of staff and things like that. Travel plans are often classified at a low list. Things like that are often classified. Uh, but look, we get a lot of deliberately misconstruing uh, statutes in this chapter to end out this chapter, and none of it, mm-hmm. none of it makes any sense uh, to anyone who, who reads the law. But yep. uh, we get we get to end off this chapter. We get a section called Clinton's Protectors, mm-hmm. uh, which is, of course, where we get into... It's going to lead into the next chapter. The next chapter uh, is about James Comey, right? And so James Comey, who you may recall, handed the election to Donald Trump... That's right. ...is supposedly one of the people... He's about to be
1: blamed, yeah. <laughs> ...one of the He's people the...
0: responsible for protecting Hillary Clinton. Uh, and so we get... Uh, In the process, in the process of using her private server, she left vital classified information including top-secret material vulnerable to theft by hackers, foreign intelligence services, and governments seeking to steal America's national security information. I love that they also never addressed that nothing was stolen. Uh, Seems to be relevant and is relevant when you look at the case law, but they never want to talk about that. (laughs) And we, of course, get the implications that Barack Obama was involved in whatever this conspiracy is to protect Hillary Clinton, pointing out that there was no permanent uh, inspector general in the State Department while Secretary Clinton was there. Mm -hmm. You may recall it was a little hard for him to get some uh, people into positions at the time, (laughs) given that Republicans controlled the Senate. It Mm -hmm. it was a little hard. But he has the clearest wild inference of the book right here after talking about that, which is, quote, this was likely a deliberate arrangement furtively negotiated by Clinton any other explanation was implausible
1: yeah no you can't except that, that. <laughs> there are
0: dozens of other explanations that are infinitely more plausible as to why they didn't have a permanent inspector general while Hillary Clinton was yeah. there so to end off this chapter and i'm sorry this chapter was so boring it just really was to end off this it's chapter not great. Uh, We get a quote from Doug Burns, who served as U.S. Assistant Attorney for the Eastern District of New York, York, not the Southern District, which is the more prestigious one. Uh, But it says, the establishment of the private server and its use of classified information plainly violated the law, all of her excuses notwithstanding. And to those excuses, the withholding, wiping and destruction of such huge amounts of email evidence removes all doubts about intent and knowledge, except that they don't, except that they don't. (laughs)
1: Right. Except, no.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, so, uh the, the final sentence we get from Jarrett in this chapter is, given all the compelling evidence of criminality, which you'll remember are just his inferences about criminality, how can it be explained that Hillary Clinton managed to escape prosecution? It appears that she had considerable help. Dun, dun, dun! Ooh, dun. Dot, dot, James dot. Comey, everybody. Andrew so, Comey. that is the first chapter of of the Russia hoax. And I know that one was very boring. We're getting I've I pre-read a few of the chapters. We're going to get some more crazy. I promise. But of course, he had to waste a chapter laying out the whole Hillary Clinton email scandal because oh, that's sorry. the the thrust of this book, right? But when we get I promise you it gets so much better when we get into the Donald Trump is being framed stuff. It gets so much better. I really I really want I want everyone to know that. I want you to feel secure <laughs> that we're going to get that level of crazy you're used to from books that we review. But anyways, that is it for this week's episode.